HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. I'm Luke Griffin, and you're listening to Bushwick Podcast, local stories for a strong community here in Bushwick, Brooklyn. We partner with organizations throughout the neighborhood to share their remarkable journeys and break down the important issues facing Bushwick today. Last week, we met Maria Heron and Maritza Rios, two of the people behind one of Bushwick's most radical new businesses. My name is Maria Heron. I'm Maritza Rios, and we are from Yomundos Books. Milmundos is Bushwick's first bilingual bookstore and a space intended to help Bushwick's Latinx and Black communities celebrate culture, heritage, and personal empowerment. When we last spoke with Maria and Maritza, they were in the thick of preparing for the shop's grand opening last Friday, March 15th. If you haven't heard that episode yet, you'll want to check it out, because this week, we caught up with Maria and Maritza to unpack the final days leading up to the opening and hear how Milmundos' official introduction to the neighborhood went. We are at the opening of Milmundos Books. Um, this is day one, day point five. Uh, yeah, Gaye and I were here until uh, 6, 6 a.m. this morning. So we took a nap and we opened a little later than we intended, but we, we got it done and there are so many people here, dozens of people here, and I couldn't be happier. It's March 22nd, 2019, and this episode is called Milmundos Part 2. In the final week leading up to Milmundos' opening, Maria and a team of friends transformed the shop from an empty box with unpainted walls and unfinished floors into a fully furnished, fully operational bookstore. It was, as you would imagine, a whirlwind. For as much as they'd laid out a plan, the team had virtually no institutional support and a budget with no margin for error. Every unexpected challenge, from equipment to furnishings to inventory, required time or money that they didn't have. Crossing the finish line meant a lot of improvising. Well, um, yeah, it was uh, a lot of it was last minute. A lot of it was... You know, we kind of went by the plans that we roughly had and then just went from there. Like, uh, we needed two extra bookshelves, so I went to Ikea last minute and just bought Blessed Billy bookshelves. Like, uh, but, you know, we had, um, you know, we had done everything we could to keep the cost low. Like, there was um, uh, another toy store closing in Park Slope and the 
landlord asked us, you know, we saw an ad and the landlord was like, if you can take all the um, plywood, it's free. So we, we, our counter and our point of sales made of reconstructed plywood that we found and stripped um, for that purpose. Um, and it looks great. So are a few of our bookshelves. Um, a lot of our bookshelves are like cheap finds. Yeah, we tried to not keep it too last minute so that costs would be low. But yeah, I mean, a lot of it, we just had to put it all together at the end. Yeah. Even after weeks of intensive planning and preparation and a final push in the days before launch, Maria and her teammate Gaye were at the store until 6 a.m. on the day of the opening, putting the final touches on the shop. It was pretty wild. Another family member of Milmundas, Gaye, and I were working quite a bit to open up and also other just friends from the community helping to make it happen. We were scrambling for furniture. We were getting the paint on the walls, like, we were putting in the floor and painting at the same time, lots of drop cloths, lots of magic erasers, lots of um, lots of everything. And then, yeah, by around March 15th, 4 p.m., Guy and I opened the doors for business. It was a process that a lot of people might call chaotic and arduous. But Maria and Maritza, in the indomitable spirit of Milmundos, call it organic and collaborative. We planned on it being organic. We had our vision. And we jumped in and we're like, what, you know, where can we find this vendor? Where can we find these benches? And just putting call outs to our community and friends and family of how, you know, this is what we need. Is there any way that you can support us? Um, Even something that's not on this list that you Mm -hmm. feel could be good. And in that way, it was organic that people brought ideas to us. I'd yeah, say. it was it definitely. was more than just the Milmundos family talking and planning. It was we were all like hitting up our social circles, our families, just to you know get feedback and ideas. You get a sense that some surprises may have been more welcome than others, but to see the completed bookstore is to observe the tenacity and love of a community that came together for a shared mission. You know, we we asked for a color similar to a swatch, and we handed in kind of like a beige swatch, and as you can see, the store is pink, which is fine. It, <laughs> and it looks really, it is fine, because it looks gorgeous, and, uh, you know, it's a collaborative effort. And, you know, when things are, things happen a little differently than you envisioned, you have to remember there are other people involved, and that's what makes it, I mean, that's what, that's the reason the store looks like this, you know? It's that's, that's not one person, so... Yeah, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful to be a part of uh, everyone's creative process. The final result of this creative process is a stylish and unique bookstore. When you enter, the beige, or rather pink, walls create a soft and welcoming atmosphere. To your left is the children's section, with kids' books and colorful toys. To your right is the cafe area, with a checkout counter complete with fresh pastelitos. Lining nearly every wall around you are shelves and shelves of books. One of the great surprises of visiting Milmundos is the seamlessness with which Spanish and English titles are mixed. You're just as likely to stumble upon Erica L. Sanchez's Yo No Soy Tu Perfecta Hija Mexicana as you are Ta-Nehisi Coates's Between the World and Me. The layout and the aesthetic will, of course, continue to evolve. The storefront, for example, doesn't yet have any signage. Instead, there's white chalk spelling out the hours on the windows 
inviting you inside. But even now, Milmundos is already capturing the interest of passersby. Within 15 minutes of opening on its first day, the store had its first customers, a woman and her young daughter. The very first thing Milmundo sold was, in an amazing bit of poetry, a set of Spanish letter blocks made to help kids learn El Alfabeto. It's a puzzle where you put the letters in, and we have it available in English and Spanish. She came in um, like 15 minutes after we opened with her daughter and the stroller, and she, and I was like, little things, like I was like, oh, there's enough room for the stroller to get around the store, like, yes. Because, um, like, we want to redo the cement in front, but, like, you know, we're trying to, like, pay the bills this month. And, um, you know, just little things where I'm only seeing, like, the things to worry about. And she came in and she was like, oh, this is so cool and bought two toys. Yeah. And so I was very happy to see that. I was very happy to see kids interacting with educational materials here. That's what we want. You know, we want it to be part of, I mean, it's to be a child in a bookstore is transformative. Um, also, I've never seen the letters, like the toy letters, available in Spanish anywhere. So, and like I wonder, like I, it's like a little, just a little thing I wish I had had growing up for myself, you know, so. Um, just kind of like that evidence of culture. A couple of hours after that first sale, the store was overflowing with visitors for Milmundos's official launch party. The store was filled from shelf to shelf with friends of Milmundos and people from throughout the community. Gaia served pastries from behind the counter as visitors browsed and chatted. Maria, having worked until 6 that morning after hustling for weeks, looked like an athlete playing deep into the season's final game. But as she greeted and hugged each new visitor, she didn't look fatigued. She looked joyous. I was not surprised by the amount of love, but I was surprised by how many people from um, everyone's past and present involved in the project came out to see this um it feels like a dream it feels like yeah i don't know it's cheesy maybe it's cheesy feels like a dream come true it's, there are a lot of people from a lot of different parts of all of our lives coming in to see this and they're all floored i've never seen anything like it today of course she's tired and the season has really only just begun but if the overwhelming response to the grand opening is any indication, the launch party will be just the first of many successful days to come. Uh, I mean, that night was magical. Everyone who was there says so. It was incredible to see. Um, I thought about what the space might look like for events, and I was it like helped to vision more. It was like um, there was growth even in that night. It was magical. Like it. You know, and I and I want, and I think all of us here at Mimundos, we want the space to be used in that way. We want to do events here. We want to um, forge community. We want to make space for all of those things. Yeah. On the momentum of the grand opening, the response in these early days has been encouraging. New customers continue to stroll in each day, and though business is somewhat slow, it's steady and growing. Like any new store, Milmundos will have to invest time and energy into getting new customers. But unlike most of Bushwick's new businesses, Milmundos, to its core, is engaging the neighborhood's cultures and communities on their own terms. I mean, when we've gone to pick up coffee together, we're just like, hey, this is what's happening. And people respond more to you giving them detail. It's like relatable to them, you know. We tell them 
no, I'm Maritza, I'm Mexican. And Maria's like, I'm Cuban. And the other person will be like, well, I'm Dominican. And like, we're all here now. And mm-hmm. I think that's would be my approach moving forward is engage in conversation. Even when I'm on shift, I want to go out there and talk to people, you know, and just engage them in that way. I find that um, at least in my in my culture, in my community, um, people respond well to you relating to them over a dialogue, in-person dialogue. And I feel like that would be successful in this neighborhood as well. Neil Mundos's mission is already resonating with people in the neighborhood and beyond. Maritza was visiting family in Mexico during the grand opening, but used the opportunity to share the work that the team is doing back here in Bushwick. Even in another country, the importance of that work is clear. I was telling my family in Mexico about it um, when we were talking to local vendors while out um, in the city. Uh, It was exciting to talk to them about like, hey, this is what we're building over there in the States, you know, and like they were interested. They were like, maybe we could sell our little local artisanal things, you know, and so I, tr- I truly felt like this is connecting a thousand worlds. Today, as the phone rings and servers pour coffee and check out customers, the scale of the opportunity, as well as the challenge for Milmundos, is coming into focus. The store's goals of radical inclusion in the community are ambitious, but this means that the stakes for the team are high and personal. After weeks of learning how to efficiently manage equipment and processes, Maria and Maritza must now start thinking about how to sustainably manage their space and their people. I guess one of the things that um, I'm feeling now is I can, I feel a little nervous, right? Because it's it's a big responsibility that we're all taking on. I talked to Maria yesterday about, you know, how can we all process our stress together in a way that's not, um, you know, overwhelming others, in a way that's respective of people's boundaries around communication. Um, and that's what I feel, I feel like Yes, Milmundo's family has been working and we're, you know, everything's been, been so far so good. We all connect. We all vibe well together. I would like to figure out a way that we can all emotionally take, take care of ourselves individually and together. That's probably what's, what's coming up because owning a business and running it um, is really hard. And it's like emotionally overwhelming, too. Um, so I want, that's the one thing that I feel, I feel like I want to take care of the Milmundo's family. There's still the matters of loans, of fulfilling contractors, of paying out payroll each week. For as hard as Maria, Maritza, and the team have worked, in many ways, the hardest work lies ahead. But for as much as there is to feel overwhelmed by, there's even more to feel optimistic about. I also feel very hopeful. I come from family that has started from the ground just like Milmundos has, learning what permits are, learning what different licenses are, learning about loans. Um, and they've proven to be successful because A, they've had family and the motivation and the need is there. And that's where we are. Like this community needs something like us and we have the motivation, we have the backing, there's community behind us. Um, so I feel very hopeful for the success of our store. Having now introduced her brainchild to the world, Maria likens this experience of creation and growth, of uncertainty and faith, to motherhood. You know, this whole thing feels like motherhood, and I think it's important to recognize, like, when you go through these motherhood as nine months, you have this being in you, and then you give birth, and then maybe you realize, you know, shit's going to change, like, 
from now on. And for me, I've definitely had that initial panic of like, now you have bills to pay. And you know, that that is very real. And so I think these conversations about self-care within the company is, or self-care within the Mil Mundo's family is definitely um, valued. Also, just excited to like do the things we set out to do. I think that's what's gonna make it sustainable is doing everything. Of course, what's gonna make it sustainable is doing all the things that we said we would do. So it's just a matter of getting that done. Now that the team has delivered Milmundos to the neighborhood, doing what they said they would means creating a space for Bushwick's most dispossessed people to feel at home. To accelerate their growth in the community, Maria and Maritza have been touring the neighborhood, posting Milmundos flyers at shops and restaurants, and most importantly, building relationships with their new neighbors. Each step of the process in creating the bookstore has been animated by the belief that the community needs a place like Milmundos, a space purposefully designed to bridge worlds and celebrate Bushwick's vibrant, if underserved, Latinx and Black cultures. The deeper Maria and Maritza connect with the neighborhood, the more they see just how ready Bushwick is for Milmundos. As an example, they share a recent visit they paid to a potential competitor, a coffee shop a few blocks away. The guy behind the counter is this Dominican guy, and he's um, so sweet, and the coffee's so good, um, and they steam the milk, like, every time. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's great. We engaged in conversation with him when we went for coffee at some point, and we introduced ourselves. We found out that we all had a name that started with M, <laughs> and that was, like, the first point that where we connected and then we were like, hey, we're opening a coffee shop. I mean, a bookstore with a little cafe. And at that moment, when I mentioned cafe, I was like, maybe he might feel a little threatened. But his response was like, oh, you should get one of these. And he pointed to his espresso machine. And that, to me, was very encouraging. And I felt like flutters in my chest because he was like encouraging another Latinx POC business to be established mm-hmm. here. Um, and we left and he was like, you can hang up flyers in my window kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of connection that I feel is like strong and will be long lasting here in Bushwick. Milmundos has successfully announced itself and claimed its space here in the community. Now begins the hard work of transforming that space into what the community needs it to be. I just could not envision my life in New York without a space like this. I was like, what is New York becoming? You know, like, what is... Facts. There, let me tell you, there is construction on Linden and Evergreen right now. There is construction on Gates and Evergreen. There is construction on Linden and Central. There is construction on Linden and Bushwick. Like, all I hear all day are bulldozers. All day. People transforming the neighborhood for what? And... We all know for what. And, like, so for me, it's, like, I don't, like, something's got to give, you know? Something, something's got to give. And so if, if we can create a space where we can address these issues of, you know, takeover and gentrification, if we can lock down a space that's sustainable and, like, for the people who are already here, I mean, that... That's the New York I want to live in, you know?
That's the New York I want to live in. On the night of Milmundos's grand opening, outside the store, looking in on the dozens of visitors occupying a space that just hours before had existed only within Maria's imagination, we asked her, how does it all feel to see that space become a reality? Uh, it feels um, n- uh, nascent. It feels nascent and uh, com- in a way like not complete, but like uh, introduced and begun. And, um, yeah, I can't wait for the rest. I don't know. I'm not in any rush, though. I, I'm just, I'm so happy that there's space now for this. Yeah, I'm excited to collaborate. I'm excited. Now that there's space, now that there's space, I really can't wait to see what Milmundos and other groups can do together, for sure. It only goes up from here, yeah. Well, congratulations again on a successful opening. Thank you. Milmundos is open now at 308 Irving Avenue, off the corner of Linden and just a couple of blocks from the Myrtle Wyckoff subway stop. You can learn more about Milmundos by following them on Instagram at MilmundosNYC and on their website, MilmundosBooks.com. That's M-I-L-M-U-N-D-O-S-Books.com. We'd like to extend a huge thanks to Maria, Maritza, Gaye, and the Milmundos family for taking us behind the scenes as they launched in the community. And as always, we'd like to thank you for listening this week. If you enjoy Bushwick Podcast, please do us a favor and tell a friend or leave us a review on iTunes. If you have questions, comments, or want to get involved, send us an email to hello at hearbushwick.com. That's H-E-A-R bushwick.com. Or DM us on our Instagram page at Bushwick Podcast. We'll be back next week with an episode you won't want to miss. A transformative journey into the life-changing magic of doing other people's taxes. We'll see you then.